Hey, hey, good morning. This is Coach AA and welcome to the May 8th edition. The three things I have for you this week. The first one, a wake-up call to not ignore. A gut feeling that I did not quite know how to follow or investigate as I was busy being busy. And how a crisis allowed me to look up and view things differently. Maybe you'll see a new perspective too. The second short piece. Little things matter more than we realize. And the final one. You never know what the other person is going through. This one resonated a lot in my community, and I'd love it if you spend a few minutes on this and shared it as well. All right, let's get going. The first piece, a wake-up call to not ignore. My mid-20s were simpler times. I was in grad school, and the pace of life was rather different. It feels incredulous, but I had oodles of time. Of course, it helped I was in a small college town, and well, I was in my mid-twenties, so my universe was rather small. But you know, small or not, your universe is all that exists for you. Even my first job after, it continued this same way. There was not just time, but energy, space. There was no hustle, bustle, none of that. There would be one activity that I did at a time. If I was in class, then the hours leading up to the class was about prepping for the class. Post-class, me and my buddies, we'd head out to the bar, get some food and drinks, and conversations would be wide-ranging, building on what we had discussed, and of course, the more mundane and juvenile stuff. But at no point were we rushing from one activity to the other. There was just so much space to breathe. My first job was at a startup in the valley. And you'd think it'd be very different, but it was still one deep activity at a time. That was the norm. If I was working on a difficult problem, that was all there was. I was working at it from home, I might step out from my room, uh, grab a beer, chill with my roommates for a bit. But one beer later, I'd be back at the problem. Or if we were firing up the grill, the evening was all about drinking and grilling and chilling and playing some cornhole. At no point did I have to be worried about work. Work could wait, work was not a fire that needed to be 
extinguished immediately. And one more activity, say I was going to go play ultimate or go running, that was it on the agenda. It was not a cramped rush to go play ultimate and then rush back after. But you'd go, you'd chill, do some drills, chat with people, and then at the rec league, you know, head to the Irish line after. Again, just so much time and space to do one thing at a time, do it and enjoy it. Then, of course, I moved to India. My entire life obviously had to change because I was moving to India to start a fitness company. And I was one half of our entire workforce. So being new business owners, my partner and I did everything. And since we were figuring out most, if not all, our day was hectic. It was not under our control. Now, fast forward a decade later, and our organization has grown quite a bit. And our roles and responsibilities have grown with it. In 2019, before the pandemic, my day was unrecognizable from what it was a decade earlier. Dubbing these as good problems made me hide from them. But my gut knew this was not right. Something just didn't sit well with me. Unfortunately, I did not know how to get out of of this tidal wave that was sweeping me away. I knew something had to change. I thought I was being a silly romantic when I looked back at my mid-twenties, at my creative, productive self, one thing at a time. I figured, you know, that's not an option because, well, one grows up. And then a wake-up call happened. The pandemic. Now, it brought with it a lot of scary and terrible things, of course. This is not about that. It was a wake-up call because it yanked me out of the normal way of life, the tidal wave, the current of modern life and entrepreneurship that was sweeping me and I was barely more than a passenger. Going over my journals from the last two years, I realized that a lot of my romantic wishful scenarios were actually back. It no longer felt like a struggle to stay afloat. Previously, it would feel like I would want to you know, break the surface and gasp for some air before you're being pulled along. Because now it was relatively easier. 
But two years on, we are at a new normal. It has all the crappiness of the old normal. What's an extra shit thrown in? You can now work from home, but you're not working across more time zones than before. You're not working around dinner, around your time with family, and squeezing work in whenever possible. Oh yeah, you don't have to drive to meetings anymore, but you have more meetings, you have more emails. And around all of this, you need to figure out when to do your actual work. You're constantly context switching. Answering 10 emails, working on seven projects, and prepping food, dropping the kids, picking them up, telling the cook what to do. It is all a giant fucking mess. But hey, welcome to the new normal. Oh, your kids can ask their teachers doubts at any time. Your employees can reach you anytime. You can reach your boss anytime and get your issue started. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Fucking awful. I want to share a new perspective. I might sound like an alarmist or a conspiracy theorist. This brief wake-up call has given me a different lens to look at things. I still get sucked in. I'm not under full control of my day, my time, or my energy. But I know. I know that it is imperative to not buy into this hustle bullshit. This constantly connected nonsense. Working hard. Being immersed deeply in your work doing what you're here to do, living a fulfilling life. Yes, of course. But not being in control of your time, being swept in this river current or this tidal wave, bandying busyness as a badge, overstressed, overworked, not sleeping enough, barely seeing friends or family or just cramming it into your schedule, not having Time for your health or fitness. Fuck no, that sounds awful. What is the right answer? Well, I don't know the right answer. But my starting point is I know the wrong answer, and the right answer is not here. That seems to be a good enough starting point. I also have the advantage of knowing a handful of successful people whose day, whose perspectives, whose lives I'd like to emulate. The right answer to me can be found around us, starting with these people. People who've rejected the rat race, rejected the hustle culture. People who are not wallowing in busyness, who are embracing slow work, People who don't multitask. I think we're all being pulled down a bad, bad road. It is on each of us to reject it and fight the current. Whatever metaphor works, either you know, swimming upstream or get out of this fucking river and go find another one. Sounds hard. Sounds impossible. 
but it also feels right. Yeah, yeah, you can sleep when you're dead, but are you alive today? Stop and think for yourself. Do not assume this is how it has to be. To me, it feels similar to seeing a real glimpse of the matrix. And once seen, it is impossible to unsee. I don't have tips or techniques or tactics or a system to sell. But I know what I need to do. Get off this damn train. Get out of this damn river. Because it's going extremely fast in the opposite direction of where I want to go. And I just want to pick a train that goes in the right direction. I'm going to figure it out and plod along. And if and when I do have something to share, I certainly will. But I'll leave you with this. As big a crisis as the pandemic was and is, it is also an opportunity. To quote Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go to waste, end quote. Or as I look at it, don't let a slap in the face go to waste. And that is my wake-up call. The second short piece, little things matter. A high five, a fist bump, a piece of candy, a well done. You never know what the other person is going through. You never know how much work they are putting in. Give them a fist bump. That person right next to you. Or that person working by themselves in the corner. You've seen them before, but you've never said a word to them. They've never said a word to you. But that's okay. You can still give them a fist bump next time you see them showing up. And you know what? You get one in return. It feels good. Just do it. Little things matter a lot. And that's that. The final one. You never know what they are going through. Now, this piece seemed to strike a chord in a lot of you. The mantra at the quad is show up. Our students know this to be true. They show up. The community, the programming, the coaches, the environment, the energy, the quad experience, it will carry them. When you have the energy, you contribute to carrying others, whether you know it or not. And when you're feeling down, the class carries you. That's why I love large group classes. And I'm immensely proud of the atmosphere you can get when you train with the quad. You never know what the person next to you is going through. You never know the student in front of you who's struggling to do goblet squats today, or when they normally lift three times that. Maybe they just heard terrible news the previous night, but they showed up because showing up helps. You never know the person in front of you spent all week at the hospital taking care of their ailing parent. 
but they showed up because this is their me time. This is where they can switch off for a brief hour. What I've learned over the past 10 years works well as a good rule for life. Be supportive and let them guide you. Forcing heavy loads or weights unequivocally is a terrible idea. And some days, you have to save them from themselves and make them go light. While this is a straightforward example from the gym, remember, all of these things apply in life as well. Some days, you have to save them from themselves. Their job is to show up. My job is to take care of them. Because you never know what they're going through. And that's it for this week, folks. Thank you for listening. This is Coach AA signing off. I will see you here next weekend. You have a good one.